Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Monday before Tishabov. And um, I know I have a sponsor this week, so I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm going to be doing a yard site. It's been tough lately, but I couldn't find anybody. Uh, but I will say a few words about Tishavo, just to share a thought with you. Kind of cute. Um, some of you already wrote to get uh, connected with the Zoom, where, as I mentioned the other day, we're doing the keynotes on the Zoom on Thursday morning. Uh, those who want to join after, what I say, uh, write into binujhistory.com. And um, I'm also doing a talk in the afternoon, Baltimore time, to London, to the shoulder in Hendon, uh, which will be like 8.30 or 9 o'clock London time, about the Crusades. Uh, but anyway, I'm always looking for a sponsor. It didn't work out this week. I'll just say a few words. On something I just noticed about Tisha B'Av, because I'm right in the middle. The reason I'm doing it right now is I'm in the middle of computers. My own has trouble, so we're transferring everything to a new computer. I'm sitting here in front of two computers from A to B, and it's taking a long, long time, many hours, until I'm kind of stuck here. Can't proceed with my work. So I pulled out the Shulchan Aruch. I was just looking through some of the stuff on Tisha B'Av. Because you're in the rabbi business, everybody needs a heter for not to fast and all, all the, you know, the pregnant women and so forth. So uh, I saw, I pulled out the Piskei Chubas, and I see stuff I highlighted in the past I didn't notice. And one's very interesting, caught my attention. And I just chased down the path a little bit before, and I'll share it with you briefly. I don't intend this to be a long uh, talk. But uh, Tisha B'Av, of course, has a very interesting character. Obviously, it's the saddest day of the year. But on the other hand, we all know it's also Shtikol Yantav. It's a Moed, as the Shulchan Ar calls it. Which is why you don't do Tachtam. There are those kind of customs. And one of the interesting manifestations of this has to do with the Inuyim, that you're not supposed to wash your hands. We only wash up to the, you know, to the knuckles. The Kishe Sposo, which we all are familiar with. You don't wash your whole hands for the TLC dime even in the morning. There are rules and regulations. You know, if you go to the bathroom, I'm not going into all the details. But Pashtas, they say you shouldn't wash your whole hands. Uh, I think everybody knows that, obviously. However, I bet you not many people know that that's one tradition. There's a counter-tradition where it says you do wash your hands. On regular, Stam, on Tisha B'Av. It's very interesting. And as I said before, I was looking in the, um, happened to be looking at Piskei Shubas, uh over there in Tufkuf Nundal. You know, that's the chapter about the laws of Tisha B'Av, obviously, in Archaim. And um, I see, I highlighted from before, where he says like this, that after according to Ramah, you must have and so on and so forth, about, you know, washing your hands when you come from the bathroom. So in other words, nowadays you wash your hands, you go to the bathroom, of course. 
right? And same thing, however, this is like Yom Kippur, uh, which I guess in Israel, you know, obviously, or if somebody has to eat on Yom Kippur, I mean on Tishba, be sick, you know, whatever has to enter. No tinkadak, then you wash your whole hands, not only, the, not just the, the finger, you know, not just the kishvesh bosa, not just the fingers. Because then, you're talking about a halachic obligation to do, wash the whole hands. That, that's different than when we say you should only wash your fingers in the morning. Because that's for ritual reasons. Because here, you always wash your hands in the morning for the Ruch Ra, the demon that's on the hands. I've spoken before about the fact this has a very fascinating history. But without going into great detail, you may possibly recall, if you heard me once before, that the uh, Vilna Gon said, it's supposed to have said, that when the guy died, Al-Kiddush Hashem, Avram ben Avram, you know, Count Potosky back in the uh, 1700s, in Vilna, that Gerd Tzedek, this had such a impact on the uh, spiritual worlds that it weakened the power of the uh, Sitra Achra, I guess, and therefore it affected the laws of the Tilsi dime. You know, you notice you don't have to have the water right next to your bed. You can walk walk in, in, and wash Dalarams in the house. That's the famous thing they say of Vilna Gaon. In other words, something happened in the outside that was poel on the Ruchnius, you might say, and expressed itself in the ritual requirements or non-requirements of the Tilsi dime, which is fascinating. And then he goes on to say, Ba'od, ki asitra achrabiyam kippur eno sholetes, ubatishab abena makpedis. Isn't that fascinating? That the sitra achra knows the demon, right? The kachazatumah. The sitra achra, on yam kippur eno sholetes, knows the reason you don't have to wash your, wash your hands, or more than the bare minimum, on yam kippur, is because you don't have to worry about the demon on that day. It's eno sholetes, has no power. On the other hand, the tissue of Enamak Pettis. That's just, uh, uh, and the, 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 the demon is not Makbet. What does that mean? And so I'm looking at the note, right? And he's bringing from whatever, Shragameh or whatever, coming from the Yaakov uh, Temach. That's the Nugget of Mitzab. It's one of the old Kabbalah books from the 1600s. Yaakov Temach was one of the Kabbalists who was a Marana, and he's the one who exhumed the Kisri from the grave in the Damascus in something like 1640. I don't have my books in front of me, but, you know, that's more or less from the grave of Chaim Batal. It's a whole long story. And notice he's a major Makobol, um, and he's telling you, uh, you know, that uh, on, on uh, Tisha B'Av, the, 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 it's not Machbet, the, the Sitra Achra. And then he brings some other Hasidic sources that... Uh, on Yom Kippur, Asitra Acha, you read this ploim, Beno Shaletis, that we understand. That on Yom Kippur, you know, the Gemara says, uh, or whoever says it, that the Yetzirah don't have power only 364 days a year, not, not on Yom Kippur. So that would express itself ritually in not having to wash your hands so heavily on Yom Kippur. And number two, uh, uh, that's why you only have to wash the fingers. That's a, a ritual manifestation of the weakened state of the uh, of the Sitra Achra. And Tishvav, that's of a Perak, but uh, Tishvav, you should, because the Yetzirah is certainly around on, 
on Tishabov, right? And uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, brings other sources. Anyway, this I saw fascinating. What do you mean it's not Machbed? So, first thing I did was I said, let me pull out the Satmar Dayan book, Megdish Yisrael. It's always very interesting. Um, the unusual erudition, I find. And sure enough, son of a gun, I see he has a, a, a Shiloh, I guess you might say. You know, he, he creates these Shilas uh, for literary purposes. And the question was, what's the story with Natilsi Dayan on Tishabah morning? And uh, he brings a whole slew of people who don't agree. Who says you wash regular? It's kind of interesting. Bismak, Sefer Aparnas, Sefer Menhagim, Kasra Aloshin Shirochitz Gedarka B'Cholashana, and Beleket Yosher Tzimater Lito Kol Yad I Pergs Rov. Beleket Yosher is like very very interesting. That's the student of the Trumas Adeshin. That was the big posik from the 15th century, and he says you wash regular. Bechem Matzasi B'Makar Chaim Mishem Hamaril. These are big names. That's the uh, Chabas Yar and the Maril, you know. Uh, so apparently there's a counter-tradition of what you find in the normative halacha that you're supposed to wash only the fingers. There's a counter-tradition that you wash the whole hands. And probably, I mean, let's put it this way. There's such a Jewish thing to wash until she dies. You know what I mean? Such a Jewish thing to get rid of the... To, you know, it's like we all do. It's like almost OCD. You know, we we all want to wash the hands to get rid of whatever's bad there. That even on, um, on uh, the Tisha boat, you find it. And then Divrei Yoel from the Satmar, of course, he also says that, uh, what do you call it? That, uh, you know, he quotes a rush in Tainus, who says, That this whole thing we say, like when you're Kippur and Tisha, you shouldn't touch water, I repeat, touch water, it's only a Chumar Ba'alma, so we can even avail us, a person can wash Pani Vyad Ragov, and on and on and on. He's got a lot of... Uh, very, very interesting uh, uh, post-game here, along those lines. But then, here comes the thing. So I was reading one, it's not very long, and he goes on to quote from the Magim Sharm. Now, Magim Sharm is the angel that spoke to the, who is the Yezukara, you know, to the, the Mechaber, that famous uh, mystical diary, in which he has conversations with this angel, who's like a, a Magid, that's the expression, in other words, he brings the messages from upstairs, it's supposed to be the Mishnah personified because Yosef Kara learned the Mishnah over and over and over and over and over and over again. As the Gedoli Yisrael used to do, they made a big deal out of Mishnah, not, not like today. And, you know, constantly chazering the Mishnah. And uh, he did so many times that the Mishnah personified came to talk to him. And make a long story short, he says over here that uh, the Maggid, the, the uh, angel apparently told the Beis Yosef, then on Tishbav, ain't sarach netilsi The reason we only wash the fingers is you don't need netilsi dime. Uh, now that led me to go check out the Magim Sharm. Fortunately, I have a very good copy. Came out not long ago, a couple years ago, with an index. And I found that all this happened now. Like what I'm talking about the last twenty minutes, 20, twenty-five minutes. And I found in the Parsha Vayeshev a conversation between the angel and Yosef Karo. And he's talking about, uh, you know, it's all mystical, obviously. And uh, he's talking about from Yecheskel, you know, the Haftorah that we see on, on Shavuos with the Chashmal uh, and all that stuff. And one of the things is, Yidei Adam Tachas Kanfeim, that the angel is described as having Yidei Adam. 
Now, what's Shabbat Yedayim? He goes through a whole long business. Yedayim, and the Gemara says that these are the Yedayim, Bo, Lachtar, Machteres, Tachas, Kisei, Akavon, Kabbal, Bali, that, you know, those people whose repentance doesn't deserve them entry into uh, the pearly gates through the front door, so the, there's a special, uh, what's the right word, Machteres, underground tunnel that can get into heaven uh, through other ways. Notice a certain expression, poetic expression of chesed, and that the hands represent chesed and all that kind of business. And then he goes on to say, I mean, it's a lot of Kabbalistic talk, I only want to share the parts of Nogea. And I'm reading, by the way, it's all in Aramaic, but I have a good edition in which it's uh, the Aramaic is uh, translating the Hebrew, side by side. It's very, it's, this is the edition of the Magim Sharm. if you're into that sort of thing. Now, if you haven't even heard of it, but if you are, this, this is the one to get, the most the recent one. Um, some Svarty guy that put it out a couple years ago in, in Israel, in 2007, I think. Anyway, listen to this. Umizet, this is the angel talking to Rabbi Yosef Kara. Umizet Tovin, so, and it's a translation. Umizet Tovin, so Tishabob, Yom Kippur, Asurim Berchitza. Uh, now you know why you're not supposed to wash your hands on um, Tishbab and, and Yom Kippur. But for opposite reasons. Those, it's true you're not supposed to wash your hands, as we know from the din uh, on these days, but for opposite reasons. Because if you wash your hands on Tishbab, you might think you're getting rid of the Tumah. That's a Pasuk in Eo. The whole day is Tumah. In other words, the destruction of the base Hamigdash represents the triumph of Tumah. So, in fact, I'll, I'll go even more uh, if I understand it correctly. Um, this is me paraphrasing. What happened in the famous stories of the, the Goyim come into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Titus goes and stabs the Prochus, as the famous story goes. So I know the story, and you know the story also. But what is the represent? What's the ideological representation of that? Knows what's the spiritual meaning of that? If I can use that expression, that the uh, the 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 can penetrate into the very inner sanctum of kedusha. So that means that on Tisha B'av there's a triumph of the tumah. You get it? You know what I'm saying? The tumah destroys the the kodesh Hashem, as it were, um, and that's the nature of the day. So if I wash my hands then I would think, well, I'm not a tummy anymore. And you are, because the whole Mitzvah of Tisha B'av is like a tumah type thing. And the powers of tumah surround the Mishkan all day long. That's what the meaning of Tisha B'av is. So the, the angel's telling Yosekar, that is the meaning of the custom, because none of this is what this is. It's, it's, it's not a din. I mean, it's a din in Shulchan, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a, you know, not in the Torah, not in the Talmud. Uh, that's the meaning of the idea that you're supposed to, as we said before, um, what do you call it? That's why you don't wash regular, regular Nathalie dime that day. Meaning to, to, to indicate, we do a little bit, you know, the fingers. But to indicate that this day, washing your hands would not have the effect of getting rid of the problem, so we don't wash our hands totally. That's what he, he says the reason is. Um, I hope that's clear. Right? In other words, this is a ritual manifestation of what he says a metaphysical reality. 
I don't wash my hands because if I wash my hands, I would, it would lead me to think that all the problem of Tumah has been removed. And it can't ever be removed on Tisha B'Av, until the Mashiach time, of course, right? Uh, and Yom Kippur is the other way around, for other reasons. Yom Kippur is the other way around, for other reasons. You don't need it, because the Kohs the, the have no power that day. So, if I wash my hands fully, regularly on Yom Kippur, I would think, again, this is my paraphrase, I would think, hey, today's a day when the Kohs are out there, and I have to wash them off. No, you dummy, there are no Kohs on Yom Kippur. You know, something along that that kind of thinking. Right? It's a little bit weird, because he says, why do you wash it? So, it turns out, uh, just very interesting to me, it turns out that, um, what shall I say, the uh, little uh, customs and uh, rules and regulations that we all have on Tisha B'Av, and Yom Kippur, now content Tisha B'Av, are uh, viewed as uh, manifestations of grand metaphysical realities. Uh, that's my point. Right? Grand metaphysical realities. And uh, it, it uh, takes the stories and the stories of what we talk about on Tisha B'Av, I'll be doing it with the Kinos, uh, and transports them to a different uh, type of analysis, right? A kind of a spiritualized analysis. It is a very Jewish uh, uh, way of looking at things. Uh, that they, you know, in other words, uh, it's what they call historiosophy, like morale style. Uh, we know what happened, what's the meaning of it? What's the meaning of it? And um, uh, it, l- let's put it this way. This coexists together with counter-narratives. It's, it's, it's very interesting the way the Jewish tradition um, proceeded. Because uh, at the same time as we have these uh, representations of the fact that, oh, today is the day of the triumph of the Tumah, the, as manifested in the, in the fact there's no point in washing your hands, no point in washing your hands. But we have, as I read before, a counter-tradition but some of the big Achronim, I just mentioned the Chavis Yair and the Trumas Adesh and people like that, the Rosh, I mean, these are big names. A, a counter tradition would say, no, you do wash your hands today. And either that means that they were just purely halachic and weren't interested in the uh, Kabbalistic side. That is possible, no question about it. Alternatively, and you know, the din is the din, so to speak, you, you look at it that way, lit fish, as they would say. Alternatively, they would say, no, uh, we want to wash our hands and express the hope that, 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 that the Tisha bubble, no, the Kochas of Tumah are not super powerful on that day. They are temporarily, temporarily. But, you know, the Tisha was supposed to be also the day Mashiach is born, uh, as a famous story goes. No, the Tisha bubble could be the day Mashiach comes, which is why it's a Moed, you know, as you know, and that the fast days will be feasted. So Masiri, so Machamishi, as the Pasuk says, you know, or whatever it says over there in Sakharia, which is very interesting. And uh, I'm sure I may mention in the past, all this farm always talk about the fact that the women have a custom. It's wrong, but it's a custom. <laughs> That's what we always say to clean the house and set the table after chatzos. I mean, I don't do that. My wife doesn't do it, but it's a very old custom. And um, again, I, I was just flipping through the. Piskei before I started this, and I see, 
I'm very familiar with it because the Chayonim, everybody talks about that. They say it's not right what the women do, that they clean the house after Chatzos, it's at the table. They do because the Mashiach is coming. And uh, because there is a famous Medrash that says the Mashiach was born on um, Tishabab. You got to know what that means. That was a famous text that was thrown in the face of the Ramban by Pablo Cristiani when they had that famous disputation in Barcelona in 1263, where, you know, he, he, he wanted to force Ramban to say, see, the Mashiach has come. So we say, notice the difference between Judaism and Christianity. This is what the guy said, the Mashomet, that the difference between Judaism and Christianity is that the Jews say the Messiah is not yet come, and we say he already has come and will come again, which is true. That is a difference. And I'll prove to you, you know, from your own books, from the Medrash, that it says the Messiah has come. Because the Mashiach was born on Tishabab. And there is a Medrash like that. There is. Of course, Ramban explained, tried to explain what it meant. And it got into a whole thing back and forth. I won't go into it now. But um, this notion that Tishabab is the uh, birthday of Mashiach is an old idea. Again, I'm lo- looking over here, Bibirke Yosef, in the footnotes in the Piske Chubas. There's a new Birke Yosef out with a deluxe edition. They're coming out with the um, all the books of the. But who's got the room in the house for a hundred books and and ten thousand dollars? But Berkios is probably a good thing to get. Anyway, he you know from the Chidah, and he quotes. He said, "Quote B'shem Kisvi Arizal, That as I said before, the Mashiach was born on Tishvab. Whatever the Ari means by that, Mizeatam Lo Michul Chacham Al Rabos Bonos Shachar Chatzos Mesaskus Bekol Kochon Lachabed Abayis." Right? And because of this reason, the Chachamim did not protest on Rabos Bonos, on all these women, notice, from ladies, who really go at it with a will. Isn't that interesting? It's a fast day, she's not eating. And, she, you know, usually most people are weak. And they're working to clean the house, and fix, you know, everything up, to, to clean the house, and Make the beds and so forth. Mitikuni abayas v'zeh min hakadum lenoshem. It's an ancient custom of the women. V'chizku chachamim yedehem, and the rabbis were mechazik. No, they didn't protest. He uses the language. Chizku yamad the chachamim encouraged them. Likboa emunas agula, right? Um, to to have faith in the future of the gula. Was just very very interesting. So all these have to do with rituals that are rituals on their own, obviously, I mean, that goes without saying, but uh, they represent. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to share it this tiny bit because there's a lot of customs that we have they have been around for a long time, but when they're analyzed, uh, they kind of, it, it's, it's fascinating uh, the, the broader ideas that they represent. Well, that's just an idea or two I had on Tisha, on Tisha Bob. And uh, for those that will be on the Zoom, I'll see you then on, on Thursday. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.